0: To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com/tapiphone.
1: UK Tech Weekly Podcast. It's December in London, which means there's a cold snap and lots of opinions floating around as we sum up the year. I've got David Price, deputy editor of MacWorld. Hello. Charlotte G., editor at Tech World. Hi
2: there.
1: And Scott Carey, editor at Computer World. We've got a trio of editors. We do.
2: I'm not
3: an editor.
1: Deputy Deputy editor. Editor. Yeah, I know. You've got editor. You've got editor the the title.
2: Still counts. You're
4: not a staff writer.
1: Exactly. All the big guns. Hush. Here we are. And we are here to round up the year. Even though we might do a pod before the end of the year, we thought we'd get our Christmas suggestions in early. So stay around for that. Uh, But first of all, after a a little drum roll, we're going to talk about some Bitcoin. Charlotte G., it's all been kicking off.
2: It has. Uh, The price of Bitcoin has surged by 70% this week and has hit the $17,000 mark. uh, What does that mean? It means basically, I mean, if you look at the kind of increase in price of Bitcoin, it has had a genuinely exponential rise. And people are saying it's a bubble. Uh, Someone's called it a a charging train with no brakes. Uh, So there's lots and lots of worries about this. Uh, Lots of people have piled in.
4: People in my world like to call the um, the rise of Bitcoin a hockey stick curve. Yes. Of the graph. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yep. Yeah, that, that's hockey what's melon, going, you, going on. Yeah.
3: The um. hockey sticks then come crashing down afterwards. No.
2: <laughs> then it's great. Yeah. Then it's all fine.
3: Oh, I'm reassured.
2: No one really knows what's going to happen. It's um, like a Nike swoosh. It's a bit, it's all a bit scary.
4: Well, this is the thing with like anyone that seems to do any punditry around Bitcoin in any sort of official capacity, unlike us, is Mm -hmm. that they will be like, yeah, it's definitely a bubble, it's definitely going to come crashing down. And it's like, if you say that for five years, then, and don't put any timeline Mm -hmm. on it, then you're probably going to be right at some point.
2: Yeah, 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 Yeah. it's a bit of a tough one. Um, There was a slight downtick briefly yesterday, and I got a bit overexcited and thought perhaps Maybe it was the beginning of the end, but it it wasn't. But
3: that's the, that's the danger, isn't it? It's so no. precarious that as soon as you get a small thing, everybody yeah. thinks this is the beginning of the end, and then they pull out, and yeah. then it really happens. You yeah. you talk yourself actually
4: into a collapse.
2: It's all about mass psychology and herd mentality and all that stuff.
4: I so, did see a lot of sort of tech journalists yesterday who have small holdings of bitcoin being like is now the time to sell and i if i had any would have yep. probably sold because i'm just a wuss <laughs> and i would have just got out because i don't really believe in it i reckon i'd be getting out pretty soon
2: Without, yeah. it, It's got a any feeling of, of yeah. too
1: far on the spot for the uninitiated which partly is myself included um what is bitcoin and how do you mm. buy it
2: okay what well, what is bitcoin uh bitcoin is a well it's called a cryptocurrency and it it's uh Decentralized, so there's no kind of central bank that's yep. holding on to it, and it's created by mining, is what they call making new Bitcoin. Okay. Uh, which basically, there's a system, a decentralized system of lots and lots of people with their servers that contribute computing power to mine Bitcoin. Okay, um, so the idea is that it's sort of a, a decentralized ledger, is is basically the way it works.
4: Yeah, and so it kind of works as a uh, digital currency, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, it's
2: it's quite... If, if that confuses you, then you're not alone. It is quite yeah. complex. <laughs> and it's... there was
4: originally... The way that someone here explained it to me the other day was that there was originally like lots of Bitcoin, which is why the price was so low at the start. And then mining, the less uh, Bitcoin there is, mining becomes more difficult. Yeah. It requires more computing power and more effort. Yeah. So that's why the price goes up because it becomes more scarce. Yeah. Um, and then eventually you we'll run out of Bitcoin and then you'll just have a stable currency in the way that there are only so many pounds in the English circulation. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, interestingly, one other angle that's been raised recently about Bitcoin is how much energy it's using. Um, Mining Bitcoin is currently using more energy, apparently, than the entire country of Paraguay.
4: Yeah, mm. and they were saying that it's pretty bonkers. Is Paraguay it, pretty uh, pretty bad for that sort of thing?
2: I don't really know. I mean, it just you know, that's that's the country that they picked, but it's like no. Like poor, it always
3: kind used of a to be Belgium, point. an area no, of the rainforest the size of Belgium was destroyed. <laughs> well, they should say <laughs> yeah. they should
4: say Venezuela because Venezuela is currently yeah. having a hyperinflation crisis. Yes. Um, so Bitcoin is extremely popular in Venezuela yeah. because people want an alternative currency. Yeah. So there is a lot of Bitcoin mining going on in Venezuela. Yeah. Um, But they were saying that because it's getting exponentially more difficult to mine Bitcoin, that within the next two years, it's going to consume as much power as the American, the US national grid. Yeah, that's completely mental. Which is terrifying.
2: It is. I mean, actually, speaking of Venezuela, uh, not only is there Bitcoin, but there's also uh, initial coin offerings where basically someone creates a new cryptocurrency. So Venezuela, the government of Venezuela have... uh, Proposed, I think it's called like Pet, Petrus or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. That, that was really, they've sh- proposed, really cheap, right? Yeah, they they've proposed a Venezuelan cryptocurrency. Right. But there's loads of them. There's like Dogecoin. That's another one. I mean, they're they're just... They're, it's all bonkers. It's kind of just a made-up, just a completely made-up currency. And there's going to be a lot of people well, all that all
3: currencies are, gonna, are just made up.
2: They I mean. are, I know. That's but the thing is, it's all You have all to believe in them and they're all based on trust. And I don't know. Yeah, it's I, terrifying. Yeah, it so, is.
1: So it's made... International headlines because it's booming. Yes. Is there a reason that it's booming? Right now? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, partly to do with, as Scott says, scarcity. Scarcity. But it's just, uh, people just piling in.
1: Okay.
3: I think it's also about the sort of um, global atmosphere of everything's about to collapse. Mm. Um, Because you, particularly in America and here, actually, you've you've got Trump and you've got Brexit. And both countries, I think... The sort of serious parts of those countries are thinking it's the end for our civilization. In, on on some level, you know, maybe not seriously, but well, that's a bit heavy. And so people, no, but then people start thinking about n- not being consequences. And, yeah. And the, the the tulip mania that I wanted to talk about today. Oh, and David! I don't, sorry, I don't know like if I will. listeners,
4: but David is buzzing to I'm talk so, about I'm tulips. I'm so
3: excited <laughs> about the tulip mania of the 1630s. But whether or not we talk about that, one of the factors in creating that was the bubonic plague,
2: right. and
3: people were scared of dying and didn't really think there were any consequences, and then they just started piling in all their money into stupid tulips. And I think I think there is something of the same thing. I think we all yeah. feel a bit fatalistic at the moment, and yeah. this has come along, and it's like this is a source to easy money, yeah. and who cares if we lose out? And
4: this is what yeah. this is what it's um, been happening on Mister Robot um, in the most recent series is that oh, yeah. basically like um, the company. So there's, like, a big Google company called E-Corp, and they basically run, like, the currency in the US in this fictional universe. And then it gets brought down by a massive, like, computer hack. And then they set up their own cryptocurrency called E-Coin, which then becomes the only way that anyone can spend anything. So they basically... The hack put them into more power, ironically. Mm. Um, And it's that whole fatalistic thing, again, where... um, yeah, it becomes the only actual currency if the real currency collapses.
2: Well, you get into quite philosophical questions about what money actually is. Because yeah. if you read on a, on a pound, it'll say, I, I will pay the bearer £10 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's all just based on us collectively believing in it.
3: Yeah, and it, and it, and it cannot be true. Because yeah. if everybody tried to cash in their, their money at the same time, they haven't got that much gold. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like um, it's a wonderful life. You know, you can't have everybody calling in the credit yeah. at the same time. But yeah.
4: what, what, can you, um, what can you buy with
1: Bitcoin? You buy a yacht. So I was about to say that. When, when are we going to be able to pop down Morrison? Uh,
2: there's a few different applications. Like, some charities have accepted Bitcoin, weirdly. I mean, yeah. there's a few different things. To be I honest, saw... the, the the kind of stereotype is that people use Bitcoin to buy stuff on the dark web. I was about to say, yeah. I think that the general Dodgy public um,
1: yeah, associates it with kind of, you know, the Silk Road yeah. and stuff like that. In reality, but,
2: there's actually a few, there's a few kind of retailers and different... Organisations that do accept Bitcoin. It's actually surprising.
4: Yeah, I saw the Winklevoss twins have just become like Bitcoin billionaires. Yes, they have. Because they spent all their Facebook um, legal winnings on Bitcoin. Oh, really? Um, But like, if they've got billions of Bitcoin and they can't buy a yacht with it, what's the point?
2: Yeah, that's. Can you imagine if
3: those two had a huge loss? (coughs) If it all disappeared, I mean, it would be. I I know I know it's not all true the stuff in the Social Network, but still, it would be quite funny.
4: I saw that Steam, the game-buying... Yes. ...network? Yeah. Platform. Platform. Yeah,
2: let's just say platform for everything.
4: uh, I saw that they stopped accepting Bitcoin uh, yesterday because it got Mm. too volatile.
2: Yeah. And some countries have been cracking down on it. Japan and China and Russia have sort of said
4: basically quite publicly. They sound like
1: countries that crack down on everything, though. Yeah, I know. Oh, this is really tangential,
4: but did anyone see the rumours that started circulating the web the other day that Elon Musk was actually uh, Mayotoshi's son, the guy that, like, invented Bitcoin?
2: (laughs) What? How? Like, like the ages are all wrong. But it's
4: just such a great rumour because it just makes him even more of a Bond villain.
2: That's like that's that's ridiculous. Such a terrible human being. That's, like, that's like that's like as it bad is the as the like David Bowie invented Connect Four or Carl, <laughs> Karl Marx invented Oktoberfest or whatever. It's like they, these are terrible.
1: I've never heard I've never either. Do you just either. make those up? David from... Bowie <laughs> invented Connect Four. Yeah, yeah. You make that I actually
2: up? genuinely managed to persuade someone that once. That's, that's, that's a good one. Because <laughs> it's not completely impossible, is it? You
1: know? Yeah, I mean, who did invent Connect Four? Who knows? Who does know? Um, the I Fab know. Four.
2: Yeah, there we go.
3: Could be Mr. Anyone. Mr. Four. ABBA. Philly Four. ABBA.
2: Abba. Uh, we've deviated from Bitcoin Sorry. Yeah. Um,
1: so it's all a bit confusing. You yes. can't really buy anything useful with it, like food. But is it a bubble? Is it going to crash? And is that a problem for anyone who hasn't got any Bitcoin?
2: I want to say yes. But then uh, people have been predicting that it's going to crash for a very long time. The thing is, I just don't see how it's sustainable. I, I just, I can't see a future where... It's
3: not. It, yeah, yeah, it, it yeah, just, it just, it just can't
2: be. So, yeah, basically.
3: It will, it, either it's going to go down gradually or it's going to go down suddenly. Yeah. Um, it is
4: It is essentially the definition of a bubble, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's like something yeah. that doesn't have a huge amount of value that lots of people yeah. are buying into. Yeah. A lot exactly. of people like wrong. <laughs> Yeah,
3: Yeah. A lot of people don't fundamentally understand it. That's the thing. Mm. Is that you get these really big bubbles. Like you guys maybe don't remember the dot-com bubble quite as clearly as I do. Because mm. um, I'm old. Um, but... People didn't really get it, and they and they just sort of put their money in because they thought this is a guaranteed win. It wasn't mm. something they were used to. It seemed like all history no longer applies because of this new factor, and that's what people think here. They think crypt- cryptocurrency is fundamentally different from everything that's come before. Mm. When history would tell you, it always collapses or yeah. comes down in some way. It's not sustainable.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But you know, if you want, want to stick your money into it, uh, go for it the the nice situation is like someone my boss Marie has got thirty quid in it and that's now worth four times what it was it doesn't really stand to lose anything it's thirty quid she's lost if it if it completely devalues entirely otherwise just keep it in there and maybe you get yeah a bit more you know? it's like
4: that bet I made on who's going to be the next James Bond it's just sitting there oh, yeah in the ether yeah until who have you bet on Tom Hardy nice
2: I gave yeah. him a tip yeah they don't the
3: normally ones. pick somebody that's existingly famous no they don't
2: but sure. we'll see be, I mean
3: not could that, be could that be famous you,
4: David.
2: David could be the next James Bond. I'm, you heard it I, here
4: I've first. I've been asked, not, I've quit, been asked not to say anything. David would be quite a good villain.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be James Bond. <laughs>
3: we don't rather on? be James Bond. It's got an, under, it's got an, an underground know. bunker <laughs> full of tulips.
2: <laughs> 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 Let's be honest. I would be Q if I was
3: anybody in there. Oh yeah, you would
2: be actually. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: true. Uh, yeah. True. yeah. So I haven't had to get, got to talk about tulips. I I'm think Chris.
1: Oh, colleague Chris is also. He like bought some. I shamefully don't even know what they're called. The, like the iraqi currency like around the time of the war he bought some of that because apparently Dinar's. yeah it went down loads and it was predicted to rise No, oh, right <laughs> he's still waiting on that i think mm-hmm. yeah but yeah this is completely above my pay grade i don't really understand even pounds
4: so, so wait david hasn't got all of his tulip content out of his system <laughs> i think the
3: people want to hear about tulips so wait, wait, it's, i mean basically everything about the tulips i've already brought in the, the, the fact with that <laughs> Was that the Dutch, <laughs> the Dutch Republic, which basically invented modern banking, um, had just invented the concept of futures. And so people didn't understand it. They were like, so what? You buy it and it doesn't exist. And then later on you pay. And if the price had gone up, you make loads of money. And they didn't understand that. So they all put all their money into these non-existent tulips in most cases. And it's, it's the same situation. And then yeah. they all lost all their money and it was horrible. Yeah, yeah, so public plague was happened. involved. Yeah. Yeah. That, that it, was, it was the beginning of... The concept, you know, it wasn't quite the same, but mm. they were they were paying for tulips that didn't yet exist. It was tulips
4: instead of um, bundles of cheap mortgages. It's yeah, not, yeah, it's very it much the, the same
2: thing.
3: Idea. Yeah, well, yeah, it's we didn't a bit learn. of,
4: bit of a house. We of didn't cars. learn. They should have done like a little. A um, bit about tulips in the big short, shouldn't they? With like Margot Robbie in a bath yeah. explaining the tulips. Yeah. That would have worked very well. It would have been well. more fun for everyone apart if it was Margot Robbie in a bath and not David Price. Yeah, that's, well that's, a, not, that's not kind. David <laughs> Price in kind. a bath
2: with tulips might be a lovely scene.
1: <laughs> that, that
4: would it's take one away that from his... of my head. Mostly, yeah.
3: mostly it was tulip bulbs okay. rather than actual tulips. Yeah. So it was even uh. less
1: mm. glamorous. Quite allegorical.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Charlotte. Yeah. Bitcoin or shitcoin?
2: Bitcoin for now, but shitcoins at some point in the future.
1: That's pretty much the analogy, isn't it, David? A bit shitcoin. Bit shitcoin. Bit Bit shitcoin. It's shitcoin all the way. (laughs) We're just jealous that we didn't invest. Yeah, Yeah, we are, let's be honest.
2: We we all are.
1: After the break, go make yourself a cup of tea and buy some Bitcoin, and we will talk about the platform wars. (laughs) (laughs) Second World Star, some of the some of the wars that have happened. What about platform? <laughs> robot. Yeah, robot.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what about the platform wars, Scott? What are they? Um,
4: um, yeah, I just like I wanted to talk about. There's been sort of a spat between um, Google and Amazon recently that was brought to my attention by a piece that I read in um, Slate um, online the other day. Slate, not normally where I go for my tech news. I'm going to be honest, wasn't even aware they did it, but yeah um good piece by will Oremus about um I was unaware of this but ba- basically Google has blocked um YouTube access on Amazon fire TV and echo show devices yes it has mm-hmm. so they they tried to block it and then like Amazon built a little workaround where you could like access it like through like a web portal because yeah. basically YouTube's available to everyone and then Google even stopped them doing that. Um, and then apparently this is in response to Amazon not putting Google Home devices or any Google hardware in available on Amazon, which obviously is a very big e-commerce platform. Um, so they responded in kind by removing some of their services from Amazon hardware. Uh, it's all a little bit sort of tech companies having a fight, which happens all the time. Microsoft used to do it all the time where they would not allow Windows to be on. Rival devices, I believe Apple devices for a long time, but
1: yeah, Steve Ballmer yeah. was getting um, word onto iOS devices. I
4: mean, he yeah, Steve Jobs
5: was and Flash.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. That's so we right. thought
4: we gen- we generally thought that that had all sort of stopped now, and that they they were a lot more sort of collaborative. And and it, it, generally, in my experience, when you talk about these sort of things with the companies, they'll always be like, "Yeah, we're great partners," but mm. but actually, this one is is delightful in 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 its childishness because yeah. there was like a, a press release which I've got here. Um, which um, Google said, we've been trying to reach an agreement with Amazon to give consumers access to each other's products and services, but Amazon doesn't carry Google products like Chromecast and Google Home. It doesn't make Prime Video available to Google Cast users and last month stopped selling some of Nest's latest products. Given this lack of reciprocity,
3: (laughs) reciprocity, thank you,
4: we are no longer supporting YouTube or Echo Show and Fire TV. We hope we can reach an agreement to resolve these issues soon. Which, as... Press releases from multi-billion-dollar companies goes. It's a lot like he, you stole my football. He's he so no longer honest,
3: Yeah, he's admitted that it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. tiffed
4: isn't it? Yeah. Um, so that, but then the piece goes on to talk about sort of the the, the bigger stakes in play here, because generally you could probably this probably isn't a huge issue, but what Will argues is that this is the beginning of a new platform war, where basically it, it's the battle between Google Home and um, Alexa, voice so assistants. it's the voice assistant battle, yeah. so as each one tries to dominate the market like um, Google and Apple did on mobile devices with iOS and Android, they are now looking to dominate the voice system market, um, and the interesting thing here is that Amazon has first mover advantage here with Alexa um, it is the more popular of, of the two Um, So it's kind of using its uh, massive e-commerce clout to try and establish that winning position. Um, But now uh, others are trying to fight back by removing services from those devices. I find it
1: weird because those poster arguments that we talked about, like... um Steve Jobs didn't want to do Flash because he, d- he just didn't think that it was a good enough platform yeah. for Apple devices to run video on. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of see where he's coming from, even though he was a douchebag. And um, I understand, even though it was obviously a bad idea, why Ballmer didn't want to put um, Word and everything onto iOS straight away because he wanted it to be perfect on Microsoft devices because it's still a market he thought he could win. Whereas, like, Amazon uh, not running YouTube on the Echo show, for me, takes away the consumer's. One of the, like if somebody bought that they'd be like oh I can watch YouTube on it because it's got a screen yeah. Yeah. like you're, you're, this one screws over the consumer rather than one yeah. another mm-hmm. yeah. way more I think I mean Definitely. obviously it's just so petty um, it does yeah. damage themselves as well though
3: doesn't it because yeah. given the choice they want YouTube to be on every platform yeah and they've, so they've taken a hit themselves the
1: reason that they did it originally is because the way that Amazon had implemented it on the Echo Show was it didn't run adverts so right. they claimed it was because it oh. was against policy of all their partners who run and make money from it. So they were like, oh, it's because of that. But that press release is now just like, nah, screw you guys. You're yeah. not playing ball. Because they found a workaround. It was all to do with ad revenue originally.
3: I can totally see them, actually, for the ad thing. That's a
1: completely legitimate so kind of. I'm kind of on Google's side on that particular one. Yeah. Um, they stripped Amazon, out the
3: ad first. How did they
1: do that? I don't know. But they that found a workaround and they blocked it again. So. And like Scott said, they did a workaround where you get through a browser. It's all very weird. I and mean, it takes away from the user experience for a product that
4: I thought was a bit weird anyway. Yeah, um, generally, generally here, the consumer loses. Yes. Yeah. Um,
2: I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe this is a controversial hot take. But Google, I, I think maybe Google is being unfair on this one because Amazon isn't obliged to sell any products. They can sell whatever they want. I mean...
1: Oh, in terms of what you they know. sell on their site. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's
2: a bit, so that, that if that's what kicked this off, it's a bit like, but we're not, we don't have to sell your thing. No,
1: I, yeah, I agree. And, and from that perspective, yeah, Amazon yeah. doesn't sell um, Apple TVs either. Yeah. But then that's just because they've got a platform which enables them to sell many yeah. things apart from their own brand. Yeah. Obviously, Apple would never sell anyone else's products. Yeah. Well, exactly. So, from so it's that like, part of the argument. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, is it, is there no they...
4: antitrust issues there? Like the way that Google just got in loads of—they just got a massive fine for pushing their own products above other mm. products. Yeah, Google, Google does searching. it as well. That was on the shop, on so, shopping, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah,
2: they they all they all basically do that. So it's I, I don't know. So I think I don't know. It's a little bit. Yeah, petty.
1: Amazon Amazon products employ uh, you to sign up for Amazon services. Yeah. Apple mm-hmm. tells you to upgrade your iCloud storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see where you are coming from. It's just how it's how it's framed yeah. in the user experience. Yeah. Um, but it, it is interesting. Um. How does Facebook fit into this? Because it doesn't sell its own hardware. Are they, Because they're considered part, one of the big five, right? Yeah. Along, alongside those three and Microsoft.
4: Yeah, I mean, they, 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 these companies do all get bundled together, um, mainly because uh, they're all absolutely massive and they all dominate a certain part of um, sort of the the modern-day internet <laughs> in the yeah. Facebook dominate mobile ad traffic, Google internet ad traffic, um Apple and Google dominate mobile, um, and Amazon dominates e-commerce. Um, but I think on on this uh, side, I don't think Facebook are going to get involved in this fight particularly. Um, I think they're quite happy with with what they're doing. Um, I do uh, more interested, I'd like to know what you guys think about sort of the like voice as a platform that is yeah. worth like fighting right. tooth and nail over.
2: So who? Is in the voice market beyond Google and Amazon. It's Siri,
4: as well. Siri. It's much less sophisticated. Yeah. But... Yeah. And, and Cortana. Yes. Um but yeah, neither are in their it. own dedicated hardware. Oh, oh, I guess the iPhone is. Yeah. But well, they're and, not, it's, and, it's, and the
3: um the home Oh
4: yeah. okay, yeah. Which has been yeah. delayed. So. Oh, okay, yeah.
2: Right. But it's really it's
4: Google, Google
1: and Amazon. Amazon. They're the... Just because particularly Google has like so much data to fall back on that it immediately makes yeah. the product quite um viable yeah 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 um amazon is also curiously quite good yeah um i've always yeah, i've got one this is a bit of a lazy um way to segment it but i've the way i've sort of come to feel about voice assistance is one i'm still not fully convinced mm, um, i'm not not even not even gonna look at the privacy thing just as a useful tool mm. and i think alexa is oddly a household name now Yes. And people don't even refer to them as Amazon Echoes. They'd yeah. be like, oh, I've got an Alexa, Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which, is, a, which is amazing um, branding potential for them. Yeah. And I kind of think that household name is Alexa, so a lot of Christmas presents will be that. And yeah. then the more techie, sort of nerdy side of things, where I fall, is more into the Google Assistant yeah. because we already appreciate Android and how it fits in with everything, Yeah, yeah, um, which I find really interesting, um, how Amazon's managed to fail so regularly with their hardware. Who remembers the Fire Phone? Mm-hmm. Remember oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> no, so exactly. That. Um, but now, then they suddenly come up with a hit, and they are they are not giving up.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah. But um, people talk about voice assistants being the next mobile, and it's just there's no way it's going to be that size of a market. No, I don't think so.
2: It's not like the smartphone. No, it's not. It's not like a fundamentally. It's, it's sort of taking an existing bit of technology, really refining it, and, and making it sort of very user friendly. Mm-hmm. But it's not fundamentally a, a breakthrough. It's you don't,
3: you don't think brutal. ten years down the line it will be?
1: I, don't think so all, I think I, yeah. about all the major things that have taken over, like the internet or even going back as far as TV or something, and like the iPhone. The reason that they've endured and become bigger markets is because as soon as you see it, you get it. Mm. Like the iPhone is just like, oh, wow. Okay, that that's amazing.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I don't know how you say that. When the iPhone came out, I was like, <laughs> I, I, was at, I was at uni at that point and I was just taking the mic out of anyone that had one. Fair. Yeah, do you remember Steve, like, well, Steve well, Ballmer
1: well, didn't, didn't get it straight away, did not
2: he? Yeah, but... Yeah. But I know what you mean. You, 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 I think most people <laughs> probably did.
1: He's the reason did. Microsoft didn't succeed in mobile. <laughs> so. yeah. um, I just think with voice assistants, they, they get too much wrong regularly, and there's mm-hmm. too much of a learning curve, and there's no eureka moment. For me, anyway. That's why I just I just can't... I, I, I do have... think the
3: internet was a eureka moment. I think people started out, and found the internet incredibly difficult, and there was a... I think you guys again. You're so young. You don't remember <laughs> how crap the internet was for so long. No, I do. I remember mm. when
4: you get the you know you get your browser on a disk from AOL, and then like mm. you would, well, it would be Yahoo would maybe be your front door for the internet, but it was still pretty Vista, crap all the way. Yeah, I, and... actually, my yeah, my front door would be the AOL homepage, which was terrible. But then you'd I basically only log on to MSN Messenger anyway. So oh yeah, MSN, MSN, so. well.
3: But the seed was there. The potential was there. Okay,
4: and I. <sighs> So, what do you think? About it's voice
3: it's very difficult to be a futurologist. I don't like them at the moment. I just don't. But and, and there's like a real sort of niche of things that I use well, Siri in my case for. And of course, Siri is not as good. So maybe if I was in the Amazon ecosystem, I'd be using it more. But I can see a world. You know, I can imagine a world where you don't really have a PC anymore. You don't. Maybe you don't even have a phone. You just you walk in the door and you just talk to the system that's running your house.
1: Effectively, I think the pushback that people have as well is the whole privacy thing, and I don't want to get it uh, down in the weeds
4: but
3: i don't think people care about privacy yeah and
4: i think people don't and even as someone who writes often about privacy issues with technology i looked into the amazon thing before i bought one and then wrote a piece about it and it just doesn't concern me like there's just no way that they are legit recording people's conversations and serving ads on top of it because they would ju- it would just cause such an erosion of trust in that company that it's yeah. not the, the payoff is not worth it in my opinion. That's,
3: yeah. that's a different take to mine. Mine is that they probably are, but I don't mind. Well, it would be it would <laughs> be it would
4: be a legitimate breach of their yeah, terms, absolutely, which would cause them a huge amount of issues. So the, like the,
3: e- the Echo is clearly just a data collection device, and yeah. they and they could have given it away for free. And the fact they charge thirty quid for it is so that people can give it as a Christmas present. Yeah, um, it's do you it, mean the dots? It's, is that the one I mean? The because yeah, an Echo is like one hundred and fifty. All right. yeah. But, you know, it's just, that's what it's 90 quid now. Is it?
1: It's the new one, yeah. Oh, I got ripped off. <laughs> you might have got the better one. Um, yeah, the last thing I wanted to kind of ask about this, which we kind of touched on last week, um, seeing as the voice assistant war is based at the moment around um, first-party hardware, um, whether or not companies are going to close you into their own system and whether this is a sign that collaboration is over, people pulling each of the services. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking, particularly last week on the podcast, about um, headphones and how AirPods only are fully functional with iPhones and Pixel Buds, which are terrible, are only fully functional with
4: Pixel phones and whether people are going to end up buying into one ecosystem. It's definitely tempting to go down that route, but I would say that generally, um, it's just not the way that you can do things anymore, because people expect to have the services that they use on the device that they're using regardless. So people expect to be able to use Word on their MacBook. They expect to be able to use Google Sheets on their iPhone. Etc. So, although there will maybe be more examples of petty sort of spats like this, I think generally most services will be available on most devices. Yeah,
2: because I think that still a lot of these companies are fundamentally functioning in quite disparate spheres. So I don't know that like the level of overlap is actually not mm. that massive. So I, I'm not sure that there's that much to gain from. So
1: it's a bit of a blip in the road. And... Yeah, I think I think so. Okay, interesting. Um, Scott Carey. Apocalypse Now or Don't Have a Cow? <laughs> don't Have a Cow. Charlotte? Yeah, I Don't Have a Cow. David Price?
2: Don't Have a Cow.
1: There you go. Yeah. It's all okay. Yeah. I mean, fine. Things are I looking feel, up.
2: I'm feeling really reassured now it's a after positive that. positive note.
1: Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, uh, we will be right back and the gang is going to let you know what you should buy everyone for Christmas. David, it's nearly Christmas, which is great. It's just got cold. Have you had a mince pie yet?
3: No, but I have just had um, a cake made I, I suspect from about 97 percent baileys yeah laced
4: <laughs> with baileys
1: oh you had one of Scott. yeah they're very nice we're all kind of buzzing right now um so what, what we record this on the 8th of december so you got a little while to get your christmas shopping done have you guys finished your christmas shopping uh, i've done
3: most of mine. i've outsourced I, I mine, done
2: most of mine. Outsource. Outsourced. yeah i've just outsourced it all to my sister it's great Nice. Great i did that yeah and my
4: sister was like i'm gonna get like six people gifts you want in and i was like yeah i'll give you money to yeah. do that for me
2: yeah it's brilliant Although I need to, I need to get something for my other half. Last year, I bought him ten different kinds of alcohol, all individually wrapped.
3: <laughs> oh my god! Can I marry you? That's incredible.
2: Yeah, and there's some really obscure ones as well. I think he quite enjoyed it.
3: Anyway, <laughs> not talking
1: about booze. Yeah. We will talk about tech. We'll keep it. We'll keep it on, on point.
3: Yeah, I mean the, the reason we're, we're thinking about this, um, particularly, is that Apple has just released its um, its sort of list, its breakdown of the. Of the sort of digital media of the year that it sells um so it's officially has an app of the year and a game of the year um and it also tells you about the most popular films and tv shows and books uh, and what have you that's been selling through itunes and the app store yes um and the first thing i take from this is that i have completely lost touch with popular culture (laughs) um in every sphere except television um, okay I was talking to somebody about this in the pub the other day um, is I do keep up with television everything else I don't watch the latest stuff so like the the film of the year is Moana um, okay. which I Can haven't watched but I have a four year old you know I, I probably should have seen that but no,
2: no.
3: haven't seen that um, Ed Sheeran and Drake Musicians of the Year I've
2: heard of both of them <laughs> that's, I get to think about it
3: that's yeah. the level I'm at yeah um, the Book of the Year is A Handmaid's Tale, which I happen to have read. Oh, that's because interesting. I read the it this TV year, show. actually. That's an, yeah, old, exactly.
1: that's an old book, it? I think book, Scott, it? Scott's yeah, Spotify most played artist this year was Ed Sheeran.
4: Oh, <laughs> so infuriating. It's the peril
1: of lending passwords to yeah, other halves. Yeah, it's hearts. because I share oh, it with amazing. my other half.
4: and <laughs> oh. So there's like Beauty and the Beast tracks in my top 100 played of the year. She needs to get a grip. Yeah. Did
2: I just say, so you're a grown-ass woman?
4: Celine Dion came on the other day <laughs> oh, and oh, I nearly threw something out the window. That's ridiculous.
3: I think given that Scott plays Taylor Swift the rest of the time. Yeah. I don't think he's in a position to be complaining about up. Oh no, that's legit. Pretty... Yeah,
4: yeah,
3: you say that. Nah, what anyway, the,
1: what were the apps of the year?
3: Uh, ugh, I've forgotten. Uh, oh, don't worry. Splitter Critters, I think was the was the iPhone game, and uh, The Witness. Exactly. But this is my point: is that I play quite a lot of my iPod, iPod and iPhone games. I haven't played either of them. Yeah.
4: Um, I, I I don't think I've downloaded an app this year. Why? <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: that's probably not something to be proud of A dabble a dabble um, in apps yeah oh, for goodness sake I've so anyway loads. but what I have been thinking about is my own sort of products of the year yeah what's
4: um, your favourite tech of the
3: year well, so, on the, so on the
4: app front first of all um, is it the new is it the new Apple Watch <laughs> <laughs> and the Apple Watch app
2: yes that's the one
4: <laughs> and my favourite operating system is the what? Apple Watch iOS you
3: don't even know what that is Watch iOS Watch iOS watch iOS OS. Damn watch Damn OS 4 um, no the Apple Watch <laughs> Series 3 is quite weak uh, and I don't particularly like it um, but the, my app of the year is Animal Crossing, and I'm, uh, it's, it's, I'm it's very, rubbish, very torn. Though. It's what?
1: It's rubbish. It's not rubbish. Um, <laughs> David's like a level 20 farm man or 23, something. 23, I think. Um, Probably translates to hours played. How do you
2: find time to do this well, it, it fits, it, it,
1: well, I, You need an internet yeah. connection, though. It fits oh.
3: very neatly into the smallest possible amount of time which uh. is what it's good about. You just dip in and you collect some bells and then the rest <laughs> of it. It's really stupid. Um, but my favourite app update of the year, so this actually came out just before Christmas last year, was the update to Mario Run, um, which added, I can't remember what it's called, it's something like the, the Quick 10 or something like that. It added this new mode where, so you, you, if you imagine a, a normal level of Mario, and then in Mario Run, there's, it also becomes an auto-runner, so you're continually moving to the right automatically, and it's, it's much more urgent. Well, this new mode... Um, it makes you play 10 levels really, really quickly. And each one is like three seconds long, seven seconds long. And they're these incredible chunks. And you can't go back and replay them. They're gone forever. And they've they've managed to ramp up an already urgent take on Mario Mm. to this level of just complete disposability. So you cannot possibly go back... You guys are not sharing my excitement about this. It's,
1: I don't really play phone games very much. Oh god! Um, sorry, but no, I have played Mario Run, and I did not know about that mode. So anyway, no,
3: it's it's so good. Um, it's, it it still has the fundamental problem, which I always had with Mario Run, which is that it requires an internet connection, which is, yeah. makes it, as you said, you can't have a commuter game that doesn't have an off offline mode.
1: Before you move um, on to your favorite hardware. Unless I was about to cut you off, no, I just no. wondered whether Charlotte and Scott had any apps that came up this year that they use. that They recommend to our listeners.
4: Well, as I just told you, I don't think I've downloaded an app this oh, okay. year, but I, I am a big exponent of the um, iPad version of Football Manager. Um, yes. And this year it actually feels more like a fully formed version of Football Manager. It was always um, a bit stripped back in previous versions. Yeah, yeah, and it's still it's still definitely a bit easy. Um, but it is for someone that definitely doesn't have the time to play actual Football Manager. It very much scratches that itch. It's about seven or eight pounds. Yeah, seven ninety nine. Okay, but about, like yeah. you get phenomenal amount of value out of that. Yeah, Charlotte, what about you? Um, is there anything you use that you found useful? I
2: would say uh, there are two apps I downloaded that I quite like. One of them is called Headspace. Oh yeah, and it's the, a meditation app. Don Preston is a uh, subscriber to that. Yeah, I quite like that. Uh, there's another one called Life Log, which basically tracks you. <laughs> Yeah. in the simplest form. But it's quite good at getting you to realise how much you're using your phone. Oh, cool. Does that and one track how much
4: booze you would take in? I think you
2: can track Yeah, mate of mine, uses that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't use that feature. It, does it employ scare tactics? <laughs> <something?
4: laughs> you disable that straight up. <laughs> no, don't want that booze. I don't tracked. think it's helped him one bit.
2: Yeah. I mean, it has helped me reduce my smartphone usage. I now uh, don't use my smartphone from about 7 or 8pm every evening. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. And I've got to say... Feel just switch much to iPhone for it. <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> just another screen. Switch iOS. I mean, just go to bed.
1: The, the one that I've downloaded this year, which has uh, been great, I listen to quite a few podcasts. Um, sometimes I even listen to this one. And for, <laughs> in my capacity as uh, a reviews man, I have to change phones quite a lot frequently. Android ones. Pocket Casts is definitely the best uh, podcast app out oh. there. Oh, God, I, thought the, I thought the I thought the iOS the sort of the actual Apple podcast app was pretty good, and I really hate what they did with it with iOS eleven. It's very confusing to use now. Um, but yeah, Pocket Casts, um, on Android at least, is one-off payment. It's like two ninety-nine, And then you can just sync between devices. Every time you sign in, it knows where you, li- where you listen to. Uh, the interface is much better. Um, it's recommended. Podcast is much more intelligent. And that has been great. That sounds good. Nice. It's been good. David? Uh, well, before we, <clears throat> before we
3: move on from software, I just wanted to mention Cuphead as well. Cup- oh, yeah. if- Cuphead? Cup- <laughs> Cuphead. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those things and that no, makes cool. you sound silly when you talk about it to somebody that doesn't know what it is.
2: Cuphead. It's a game. Sounds like an insult, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, You're cup flaming cup You're um, Cuphead. Yeah, it's,
3: Cuphead. It's a game, uh, and it's it's sort of based on. For what platform? Uh, it's ooh, it's on the Switch. It's on Xbox. It's on a few platforms. Um, it's uh, it's based on what do you call it? Nineteen twenties animation, something oh, cool. like that. The real like sort of Steamboat Willie. Exactly the Steamboat Willie style of yeah. animation. Um, and, and, and it's sort of hand-painted style and it's, it's such a sort of um, labour of love the way they've done it it's yeah. so painstaking and it's that it looks, hard as well. yeah so that's the other thing is that it's a very hard game and I've, and I've not played it very much I've had a bit of a go at it
1: what's the basic premise?
3: Uh, you shoot things pretty much you sort of run around it, it's very interesting actually and you then run it's around sort of shoot things I mean yeah, that is basically a platform, most games it's a
1: platform <laughs> game running around shooting things yeah.
3: but they've, they've, they've condensed down the gameplay into essentially just boss fights so yes. there's, a, there's a few levels where you do normal stuff But mostly it just starts And there's like a ridiculously hard boss You have to fight straight away um, But I really like that and I, I, I really enjoyed that So that's, that's sort of my game of the year um, But yeah, as you said, a lot of people said it was too hard um, You mentioned
1: the Nintendo Switch Which I think we unanimously think Is one of the best pieces of hardware
4: of the year I've played it I bought one on Black Friday you got a good deal on that It's pretty good Have you got a Switch? No, I haven't, but it's it is one. Uh, it is the device that causes me the most envy. So oh, when right. I see people using it, like I saw, I had a guy in front of me on a flight the other day playing um, Zelda on it, yeah. and it just looked really awesome. And I wanted to uh, have one, so I might treat myself. And oh, you Christmas. should. It's great. Yeah,
1: without without dwelling on it for too long, if no one else has one, but it's it's just completely back in line with Nintendo's hit and then a miss in their home hardware which is to simplify it slightly but the Wii was a runaway success Wii U, nope, not so much even though we like what they were trying to do but the Switch just the fact you can take a console game yeah, like you say on a plane yeah, mm-hmm. it just it did it for me I've not bought a console for years and I bought this one, it's yeah. very good uh 300 pounds is a bit steep for some people for christmas presents but how much are you getting? about 50 quid yeah so that's so how that's big the thing. Is
2: so you're saying you can take it on a plane it's a console
1: so it's like ah, okay. a small tablet right. device like that big ah, okay and you could you slot it into a dock to play right. with on the tv uh or you two can little take. Controllers it the controllers like to like slide on control uh, like nice. joystick that's you can have on a little control uh, unit and then you slide them off put on the end of the tablet and take away with you oh cool pretty good yeah that really sounds good. that sounds really nifty <laughs> pretty good <laughs> although,
3: although Nintendo has had two hits this year because it's also had the SNES Mini
1: which you have uh, not unwrapped yet <laughs> it's under your Christmas yeah, so, tree so I've played
3: it a bit in the office yeah. um, but I, I, I've i been incredibly um, what's the word self-controlled because um, yeah. I bought it for myself shortly after it came out so it's like Two months ago, something like that, and I, as a Christmas present for myself, and I still haven't opened it. Hmm. Um, but from what I have played on it, it's very exciting. And yeah, yeah it's that's that's their two two hardware
1: gaming hits this year. If you yeah, Nintendo's had a good year. What about phones? Got to talk about phones quickly, David. What's the best phone of the year?
3: Uh, it's a tough one. You see, my pick would be iPhone 10 because I think I really like what Apple has done. It has um, to be, does um, yeah. yeah, but I, I actually. <laughs> As an actual head-to-head, I prefer the iPhone 8 Plus because okay. um, I think it's a better deal, and I like the comfort of the familiarity. Okay. But they had to change some things, they, and I really like the risks they took with the iPhone 10. I like the fact that it's worse in some ways um, <laughs> because they because they were willing. It's like you know when um, a football team has to be willing to lose in order to win. Or is that cricket teams? I'm not very good at sports. That was golf. Um, maybe it's golf.
1: Um, <laughs> What's the low score one? <laughs>
0: oh, I don't know. But you that's know, really you have crazy. you have to
3: take risks. You know, you can't just sit on your laurels all the time. And Apple took risks with the iPhone 10.
1: Apple um, in a very privileged position of they will do something that other brands have kind of already tried to do, and more people will pay attention. And that's they'll, true, be, yeah. they'll be more yeah. successful. I think the iPhone 10 is like amazing. But also, when they cock really up, good. people pay attention. Yeah.
3: Like people have not had headphone ports, but it's Apple that got all the flame <clears> for it. So if if it you know with the notch, for example. Um, yeah. the, you know the edge edge screen they're the ones who get the flag for it
1: they um, are I mean um, I, I'd written down three phones that stood out for me this year that was one of them uh, the other one was the Google Pixel 2 the small one not the one with the screen issues just because uh, it's very representative of Google um, committing to a, a future of making um, high level hardware and also just because the camera is ridiculously good for a mobile device it's still the best camera um, you can buy so if you want to buy a phone this year iPhone 10 to impress on looks, if camera's your thing, it's Pixel 2. And then the unsung hero for me, I'm getting pretty nerdy now, mm-hmm. um, is a phone that no one's going to remember, but it is actually the first phone, really, that did the whole 18x9 display back in February, which was the LG G6. Mm. Um, not to say that they invented uh, that idea. I'm sure lots of phones were in production, including the Galaxy S8. But LG got their first to market, and they took a bit of a hit because they put last year's processor in it to get it out on time before Samsung. Mm. Um, But that is actually the phone. The year the first had an 18 by 9 screen, which now pretty much every company by the end of the year has done. Mm -hmm. Poor LG. Uh, So that's my three phones of the year. Has anyone else bought anything this year or anything that they think they would want to give as a Christmas present?
4: I bought two good things this year. Which were? Um, We talked about one earlier. I really like my Echo. Yes. I've got the last generation of the Echo um it's actually, not,
1: got, it's actually got a better speaker than the new one, you'll
4: be pleased to know. Yeah. So. And the new one's got those weird like jackets, hasn't it? Yeah, you can put a little coat on it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it warm. Um but yeah, I wanted I wanted a speaker, um, and I was looking at like so nice on things, but then I decided that I might as well get a smart speaker if I'm gonna get a speaker. Yeah. And I've only got a small flat and it's like just the sound quality on it is brilliant, and I like just shouting at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when I have people around, people really like just shouting like play Lincoln Park at it. So brilliant. Um that goes down a storm. Um and the other thing I really liked is um I got a HP Sprocket. Um full disclosure <laughs> yeah. they 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 gave it to me for free. Um so I didn't pay for it. Um but I still it's think it's honest, I still think it's excellent. And it is. A... Yeah, it is absolutely brilliant. So it's a it's a um mobile um printer for Pol- Polaroid uh, pics. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like Polaroid size um and you it connects to your phone via Bluetooth and a Sprocket app and then you can just basically take a photo from your camera roll or from your instagram or from anywhere really and then just print it in about 10 seconds on like a piece of like photo quality paper and then it's got a sticky back so you can stick them around places um and i i really like it do you you know know? how much they sell for uh i can point people in the direction of an article (laughs) that says how much they sell for (laughs) I think it's I it. think it's I think, I think it's
2: about, about ha- hundred. It's yeah, like just under hundred. 100. Yeah, so it's
1: a reasonable 100. idea for Christmas present. Oh, yeah, you can it definitely. Cool. Get it. It's, a, it's a good Christmas present. present yeah. Okay, the HP sprocket. I've got.
2: Go, uh, i got a Fujifilm camera. Um, Similarly, so,
1: of the Polaroid vein. Sim-
2: yeah, in, in that uh, vein, and so now we have a sort of string of photos in the main room in our house. So whenever people come over, we go and take a nice picture and put oh. it up.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah,
2: and uh, I love it. It's good. That was not well. I was free because someone bought it for me. But, um, but yeah, it <laughs> okay, was a gift. It's good. Guess. It's good. Yeah, the only downside to that is that the paper, when you replace it, is quite expensive. Yeah, it is. I was about to say that's yeah. always the way.
4: Yeah, it's becoming more expensive to even make the stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, they, these these are the companies that used to make all of their money on printering. Yeah. So, it's not <laughs> but surprising. it's
2: a good. That would be a good uh, Christmas present. One of those two, I think. If you want to get someone something Polaroidy,
4: that would be good. I think it's a great present for like a teenage girl. because yeah. yeah, definitely. It's just you can just put pictures up all over the place.
2: That's, that's exactly what I've done.
3: <laughs> Teenage girls have very similar taste to Scott Carey, don't they?
1: <laughs> Taylor Swift. Yeah. It's interesting. Polaroids. That. Taylor Swift
2: and Polaroids. And Instagram.
1: Yeah. Mm. Anything Anything to add before we round off? Nope. Anything Sorry else on the list there, David? Sorry Game of not. Thrones was rubbish this year. Yeah, it was. It was rubbish. Yeah. And it's, it's, not, not... it's not
4: back till 2019. So I'm like obsessed with like critics' end-of-year lists for like films, TV shows, albums. Um, and I've read many TV show lists, and I haven't seen Game of Thrones on any of them.
3: It was on Apple's list, but that's because
4: it's much oh, but popular. that's most yeah. downloaded, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: but it was very much I missed down quite
1: on a lot of it. Years. T- TV
4: sense. show of the year, David. Quickly, uh, Scott. Uh, wow, Twin Peaks: The Return. It was absolutely oh, amazing. the Juice, the Juice, uh, Juice. Yeah, the Juice.
1: Okay, cool. Charlotte, have you been watching much telly? Uh, do people want to watch over the festive period. I don't
2: know if Bloodline came out this year, but that was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to uh, you. the first series was absolutely amazing. Best thing I think I watched for this year.
1: I think I, I think I'll go with Narcos. Oh yeah. Seasons 1 and 2. I've yet yeah. to watch 3, but it's from kind I'm of it's kind good. of done. But <laughs> this is really bad. I liked it because it is a program that you can't go on your phone while you're watching it because there's so many subtitles. Yes. Yeah. So it made me pay attention, which is very lame. That's but good. No, notice good. noticeable. Yeah. I
4: know that Netflix don't release any of their like viewing figures, but from what I've heard from Multiple places is that even though everyone thinks that Stranger Things is their most successful TV show, Narcos is probably their most successful really? TV show in terms of viewers. Oh, right, interesting. So yeah. Stranger Things has the cultural cachet, but yeah. Narcos just um, has a massive audience. Crowd. I over. think
3: I think Stranger Things is more likely to get people to subscribe though. Yes, I'm not sure people would subscribe to get Narcos, but once yeah. they're on there. Well, in this Netflix. was the
4: argument with Twin Peaks being a um, actually being a commercial success, even though it had terrible ratings. It yeah. actually drove it's a lot a of people to sign up to yeah. whatever yeah. the on Showtime. It was yeah, it was the Showtime, um, and then you do a year there, and then you start getting stuck into their library. Um, so that's like again, that's a bit of a platform war, isn't it? Where people like HBO that's and Cin- <laughs> Cinemax and stuff want you on their uh, streaming services.
1: It's a good way to end. Actually, You've got to make sure. <laughs> The show you want to watch on the streaming service that you have is available on the hardware that you're gonna get for Christmas. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yay. Important. Right, go back to VHS. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. See you next time.
5: Bye. Bye.
4: Merry Christmas.
0: UK Tech Weekly Podcast.